Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Man, I love the theme of All In that we've had for a few weeks, and I've been coming and listening to the speakers and the things that they've had to say. And tonight I'm going to start, and I'm going to tell you um, I'm surrounded by some people that are all in for a lot of different reasons. And so I'm going to start, and I'm going to tell you about a few of those people. The first one is my son, Hunter. And Hunter is very sure, he's 10 years old, and he is very sure that everything he does, he can do awesome. Like, he might not have ever done it before in his whole entire life, but he's pretty sure before he does it the first time that he's going to be just incredible at it. So I have this little video that they're going to show you here. And in the video, um, oh, let's just watch it. Oh, wait, no, here we go. Not from a very far distance, but then it's going to be cool. Let's do this. Now, let me just tell you, no children were harmed in the making of that video. He got up. He was just fine. He and Madison were in the backyard, and they were going to do a little... Um, she, he told her, I can do some bike tricks, and she's like, cool, I'll get my video out. And so they did that. I think we need to see it one more time. Can we run that one one more time? Hunter, with all confidence, he is all in. Not from a very far distance, but then it's going to be cool. Let's do this. Woo! <laughs> if you want to watch that, because it gets funnier every single time you watch it, it's on Madison's Instagram. Um, okay, the next, I, the next things I have are pictures. The next picture we have is a picture of my daughter, Emily, and it's a picture of when she went on a trip to India a couple of summers ago, and it, Emily has been all in for missions, and she went on this trip. Everything Emily has done since she was a little bitty girl, as long as I can remember, she has done 100% all in. I can remember when Emily wasn't even quite two years old yet, and we... In our other house, we had uh, stairs that came down to a little deck on the back, and then there's, you could go down the stairs, go all the way to the ground, or we had taken out the post and we had put in a little plastic slide, and you could go down the plastic slide to the ground if you wanted to. And in the summertime, we put a little plastic pool down there, and Emily wasn't even quite two yet, and all the adults are sitting down around the little plastic pool, and we see her come down the first flight of stairs. She hits the deck going 100%, and she decides that slide is going to take too much time for her, and she just sails out over to the slide into about 10 inches of water down there on the ground. And it was slow motion. All the adults were like, no. But none of us could catch her. She landed in the pool. She thought it was awesome. She hopped back up, and she was ready to do that again. Also, Emily plays volleyball, and if you've, some of you have played volleyball with her. Some of you have watched her play volleyball, and when she plays volleyball, she is all in. She dives on a wooden floor like it's sand. She is all in with everything that she does. Next picture I have is all of my children, plus a couple of friends. If you're the friends that are here tonight, I'm sorry that I showed you this picture of you, but my daughters and a couple of their friends and my son Hunter decided this summer they were going to go to a cat convention. And so they all wore cat gear, and I want, plus our cat Simbo, who's no longer with us, is in the picture. And I have to tell you that my daughter Claire is all in when it comes to cats, and the majority of the clothes that are being worn there are hers. She just shared with all of her friends, and they went to, she is all in when it comes to cats. But also, Claire's going to go on the missions trip that probably several of you are going to go on next month to the Dominican. And when Claire decided she wanted to go on this trip, the trip cost $2,000. That's a lot of money. And she came in one day and she said, Mom and Dad, I want to go on this trip. And I don't know if you know, but 
periodically, I just store money in my books in my room. And so I went and I collected all. So just a side note, if you're ever in Claire's room, you might want to check out the books. Because she came out and she brought all this money and she had $285 that had just been stored in the books in her room. I know, seriously, I'm going to check her books also. $285 and then Claire became very determined that she was going to be all in for this missions trip and she can knit and she can crochet and so she started the next picture, she started making all these headbands and boot toppers and all kinds of things and started selling them and I'm telling you that Claire has paid for $1,000 of her missions trip all on her own that she's going to go next week and she is all in and she is paying for her trip and I can't wait to see what God does on that trip. It's going to be really cool. I can't wait to hear about all of you. And the next picture I have is my daughter Madison. And you guys have been here, you've seen Madison lead worship. And um, I have to tell you that when Madison, a few years ago, God really put this call on her life, that he gave her this gift of music. And I'm telling you, she is all in back for him. And when she stands on the stage, the only thing she has in her heart is to turn your eyes to him and your heart to him. And she's all in. So now we're going to talk about a story of a, of a woman from the Bible. We have all girls in here tonight. We're going to talk about a woman from the Old Testament. Her name is Rahab. And where we find Rahab, we find her in Joshua chapter 2. If you want to turn there, you're welcome to. But I'm a school teacher. I have a fellow school teacher out here, and I tell a lot of stories. And so I'm just going to kind of tell you the story of Rahab. I'm not going to actually read it from the scripture, but we're just going to kind of tell the story. If you want to find it, it's Joshua 2 is the first place we see Rahab. I'm going to give you a little bit of setting, the backstory of Rahab. Where we come in to play with Rahab, the Israelites had been in slavery in Egypt and God delivered them and then they go through the desert and they're wandering in the desert and Moses is leading them and they come to the point where they're ready to go into the land that God has promised them, that he's delivered them, the land he's promised he's going to give them. Moses has died at this point and Joshua is leading them and so they're about to cross the Jordan River and Joshua decides he's going to send a couple of spies across to check things out, scope things out, see what it's like. So... The spies he sends across the river end up in the city of Jericho. And you've probably heard about Jericho before. It has a really big wall around it so people can't attack it. And so they end up in this city. And where we find Rahab is we find that these two spies, the Israelite men that have gone to check out the land for the people of God, end up staying in the home of Rahab. And in the, in the Bible, she is called Rahab the prostitute. Okay, this is the first picture we see of Rahab. These men come and they stay in her house. They're scoping out the land so that this land can be given to the people of God. And the people of the city are scared to death of the Israelites because they've heard of the things that God has done. These people of God, he's parted the Red Sea for them. They've walked on dry land. He's, they've, de- they've just totally destroyed kings and things. And so they're scared to death of these people. So the leaders of the city, they come to Rahab's house and they say, Rahab! We know those people are staying at your house. You need to send them out to us. And so Rahab makes a decision right then. Rahab, a pagan woman who's not a follower of God, but she's heard the stories. And in her heart, she knows that this is the one true God. And she makes a decision right there at that point. And she says to these men, oh, yeah, those guys, they came and stayed with me. They were here. But they're not here anymore. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know where they were from. I didn't know what they were doing here. And they've gone ahead and they've left. And they wanted to get out before nighttime. So they went out the city gate and they went up into the hills. And if you hurry, you can probably catch up with them and overtake them. So she sends them off. But in reality, Rahab had hid these two men of God of the nation of Israel. She had hid them up on the roof. You see, her home was in the outer wall of Jericho. 
that really big wall. Her home was right there. And she had hid them up on the roof. And she went up to the men and she said, I've told them that you already left. I've sent them on their way. But I know that the God that you serve is the one true God. And this was a big deal because they served lots of gods there in Jericho. There were all kinds of gods. But she said, I know we've heard the stories. In fact, I have to tell you that the stories we've heard, people in our land are petrified. Our hearts melt away in fear because we know that your God, I know, she's saying, I know that your God is the one true God and I believe he's going to give you this land. So she, she makes an oath with them. She says, if I don't go tell the leaders about your plan and I'll hide you and I'll um, let you get out of town safely. Will you save my family? Will you save my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters? Will you not destroy us? Because I know right now my life, she knew that her life was heading for a sure path of destruction. They were gonna come back, they were gonna destroy the city and she was going to be destroyed and everyone she knew and everyone she had ever belonged to, destruction, that's where they were headed. And so, The spies say, we agree, a life for a life. You've been friendly to us. You've helped us. And so, because you've done this, we'll make an oath with you. And when we come back, we won't destroy you and your family. But all of your family has to be inside of your house. If they're outside of your house, we're not going to be responsible for them. And they give her a red cord. They say, tie this red cord on the window. She lets them down through that window. She sends them the other direction that she sent them in so they can go off to safety. And they they say, tie the red cord in the window and we'll know that everyone that's inside your place will be saved. So she makes the oath. They go on their way. And now if I'm Rahab, this is the part where I probably start having a problem. As a girl, um, this is where I probably start second-guessing myself a little bit. The Bible doesn't tell us what Rahab does in the time that she's waiting for the nation of Israel to come back. But what I, we can probably assume she's going and telling all of her family, hey, come get my house, I've made this oath. They're having to believe in this God that he's gonna save them. Because if anyone found out about this plan, Rahab would have surely died from the people of the city, the leaders of the city that didn't want these men there. So at this point, I'd probably start thinking, wow, what have I done? Was this the right decision? Did I do the right thing? Start second guessing myself a little bit. And the other part that would be hard for me right now would be the waiting part, waiting till they get back. But some days later, the nation of Israel comes back, and I would probably guess that maybe Rahab could tell because of the window that they had come back, and they came across the Jordan, and they camped around Jericho, and she's thinking, all right, this is it, they're here, I'm going to be saved, they're going to destroy the city, and I'm going to be saved. And the first day they get out there, and they just walk around the city. She's like, okay, maybe not exactly what I was expecting. The second day, they just walk around the city. The third day, they walk around the city and the city's locked up where no one can go in or go out because they're petrified of these people. Fourth day, walk around the city. Fifth day, walk around the city. Sixth day, the seventh day, which was God's plan. He told Joshua, the seventh day, they're gonna walk around seven times. You're gonna blow the trumpets. Everybody's gonna scream. And the scripture tells us that after they blew the trumpets on the seventh day, on the seventh time, the wall the huge wall of Jericho fell flat. Everything inside was destroyed, all the destruction. But Joshua remembered and he said to the spies, go get Rahab, get anyone that's in her house. She was friendly to us, she believed in God, she had faith in God. Go get her, save all of her family. So they, go got, they went and got her, they took them out to the camp of Israel and Rahab 
was saved from destruction that way. She was redeemed. She was taken out of Jericho, which had been totally destroyed. She left everything she had known, the security, but she came from total rejection and destruction into total acceptance in the presence of God. Because you see, Rahab... She wasn't just brought out into the nation of Israel and her family. Just what, They weren't turned into second-rate citizens. They were brought out, and God grafted them into his family. They were given a whole new family, a whole new identity. They weren't just saved, but there was a beautiful past that came. Because, you see, the story of Rahab doesn't end there. We see Rahab again in the New Testament. In that part of the Bible where... Um, it's called the genealogy of Christ. It's Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. And you have all those names, and it's talking about how the, the grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents and all the way down to the line of Christ. And it's, sometimes that's the part of the Bible we skip because we can't pronounce any of the names, and we're not sure why we need to know all those people anyway. But that is the next place where we see Rahab. And I'm just going to read that specifically for you. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. So now we're continuing down through the line of Christ. If we go to verse 4. It says, And Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz, by Rahab the prostitute, and Boaz the father of Obed, by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of the king, David the king. So ultimately, this line is taking us all the way to Christ himself. And in that family tree, and in that line, we see Rahab the prostitute, whose life was headed for sure destruction. And now she hasn't only been saved, but she's been given a place in the family of Christ. Because that wasn't God's, God's only goal for her wasn't just to save her from destruction, but to give her this beautiful legacy. Later we even see her in Hebrews 11 where we have all those verses about all these amazing people that by faith they did this, Abraham and Moses and Sarah, the wife of Abraham. And it talks about by faith the Israelites, the walls of Jericho fell down and Rahab, the prostitute, and her family were saved because by faith in God, she was saved. And not only just saved from destruction, but turned into this beautiful life of a legacy, legacy of a life. <clears throat> you know, I started at the very beginning talking about my children, some stories about my son and my daughters. And I want to tell you that I told you some amazing things about some amazing people, but there have been times in their life when they've made mistakes, when they've gone away they shouldn't, and we've had to, they've had to come to us. And, and when I look at them, I look at their face, and I don't look and think, oh, I just want destruction for you. This was a terrible mistake. This was wrong. There have been times I've had to go to my parents, to my friends, but when my children come to me, I look at them and I look at their face and I see me and I love them because they are part of me. And I don't want destruction for them. I want joy and salvation and this amazing legacy. And I want us to stop and think for a second tonight. I want us to think about the things in our life that are leading us to sure destruction. The things in our life that keep us from the presence of God where we say, oh, I've become this, I've done this, this is who I am. I just feel so awful, I cannot go into the presence of God. And I want you to know that tonight when you go into his presence, just like I do with my children, he can take your face and look at you and see 
his child and how much he loves you. And the really cool thing is that we can't, our sin can't stay in the presence of God, but he made this amazing plan because he loves us so much that through his son, when he looks at you and you come into his presence, he doesn't see all that thing. He doesn't, I'm talking to myself too. He doesn't see all those horrible things, all what I've become, the things I've done, the things I hold on to, the places I look for acceptance that don't really matter. When I come to him, he sees his son and the blood of his son and the salvation that I have accepted in my life because of the amazing plan and love he had for me. And that's what he wants for you. I don't know where you're looking for acceptance. I don't know what you're holding on to tonight. But I know that God has a plan not just to save you from destruction, but to lead you into this beautiful life of a legacy that he, this legacy that he has for you, this life that will point people to God because of your faith. And he wants you. He wants you. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.